what I will do. It shall be a blessing springing forth in daylight. You shall you not know it? Shall you not see all that you've been looking for? Have if only you'd believe. Only just believe. A brand new season, a brand new day. With that being said, um, when they died, I mean, I went to both of their funeral mm -hmm. and I saw them, I saw them being buried and I came back, you know, when people asked me, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, I just when I, you know, bury my mom or bury my dad, it was just to me, it was like, oh, when I go back to Nigeria, I will see them again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, they are dead. You know, like, it wasn't like, oh, okay, let me pick up my phone and, you know, like, no. It was just, to me, it was like, yeah, whenever I travel to Nigeria, I definitely want to see them. But right now, I don't miss them. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm living my life. But it wasn't up until, let me say, when I was getting married, which was in 2008. My mother died in 2005. My dad died in 2001 or 2008. And so, you know, 2008, I got married. And then I was like, oh, man, my dad would have walked me down the aisle. Mm -hmm. uh, so my younger brother was the one that walked me down the aisle. And then when I started having my kids, and then, you know, in my culture, your mom will come, you know, like to stay with you for like a few months, you know, or once you have a baby to kind of help you navigate through that whole motherhood. Um, you know, and that's when I'm like, oh man, you know, like, I wish, you know, my mom was here to kind of, you know, help me out with these things. Mm. So like, that's when the real thing actually started hitting me. Yeah. That they are not here. Yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, to also make it worse, I haven't really been to Nigeria since then. Mm. So it was always like, you know, it's like sometimes my, my siblings and I will start talking about them. And I'm you know, in my head like, oh yeah, they're not here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you think about going back to visit? Yes. Um. I mean, now Nigeria is not that, you know, great because um, the security is really bad. Um, but it's something that I would love to. Maybe that probably would help me yeah. to, like, you know, like maybe properly, properly grieve them. But, you know, it's just one of those things, like, you know, I look at pictures, I'm like, wow, you know, like, you know, it, it would have been nice to talk to them. But it's not like, you know how somebody you remember your mom or remember your dad, you know, if they're, you just, you know, break down and you cry. You know, for me, it's almost like, oh, yeah, you know, they're not here. Maybe, yeah. you know, one day I will talk to them again. Or like sometimes I see them in my dream. Mm. And so when I see them in my dream, it feels like like normal life. Wow. You know. Wow. So you're still going through that grieving process. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um Sharice, um the title of your chapter is called The Cost of the Oil. Mm. That alone is just speaking to you. <laughs> so what was the thought behind the name of your chapter, The Cost of the Oil? Is that the title or is it Faith Its Owner, The Cost of the Oil? Yes, yes. 
Yeah, the cost of the oil, faith is all it is um, coming from middle life, always being um, in your same state where you grew up and always, I guess, you know, being a responsible overcomer, you know, getting through things, always figuring out a way. In the middle of life, what you um, had feared for actually came to pass, the murder of your brother. Mm. And in that, having to step up and decide to stay where you are. But when you don't stand up, stay where you are, the cost of the oil is people saying, oh, you should stay here. Your mom, your brother, and, you know, he passed away. But I realized my brother, I miss him. But guess what? Now he's gone. Mm. So you don't have to worry about living. And like uh, Chi-Chi said, uh, Sometimes it's like I, I don't even really remember about grief because when I when he passed, I had to go. My mother had a degenerative chromosome disease that was inherited. It's called Huntington's disease. Oh. And it's like it's a trifecta. I can't ever always remember it's it, dementia, Lugaris, and Alzheimer's. One of all it's three of them. It's a mess, I'll tell you that. Um, so she was, you know, healthy like we were, but I noticed in my early I, it's something I just believe, like my name is Sharice, but when I look it up, Sharice means to cherish, compassion, to care for. So I believe my mother had to have me because I had to be the one to cherish and could be compassionate for her. So I had never had children. So when I moved here, the cost of the oil was leaving the place where I knew everyone. Business was at one time going good to go into a foreign place. Like he told Abram and Abraham, Abram lied to go for to a familiar place. I went somewhere. Got set up in camp. I told my mother I would come back and get her, and I did that. And, you know, not really knowing how it's going to work out. It worked out, but, honey, the disease that my mother had, and even though my mother was my mother, she wasn't always nice. Mm -mm. Not even when she was well. Mm. It wasn't always nice. But I did what I was supposed to do anyway, and I, and I funny because after I – she moved here and I took care of her. I literally, because some people say they can't forget. I literally forgot some of the things she did to me. Yeah. And I believe that's the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Amen. And, you know, then, then the enemy will come back and I said, well, mama, remember when you such and such? I said, but guess what? Now I'm the one that's got to take care of you. And I could, you know, it could be a different way. I could be being mean and abusive. Because when people would see me, they're like, she's so smell good. She's her hair is this, and it seemed like it's so easy. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy when the fact that I was going through the hair loss, and the guy said, well, you can come work in my barbershop since you have uh, your license, and you work in the barbershop. I work in the barbershop, and I realized they started take, making sexual innuendos and passes at me and stuff. And one time they did it so bad that they did it in front of a little boy, and my, they said some stuff about my mother. I said, you know, it's okay to pick on me, but me and my mama? <laughs> oh, buddy. Now, that's the Kansas City that's going to come out of me. I filed charges went all the way to the DOJ in that case. But because of my mother's disease and the young man, mother wouldn't let him testify because he was underage, underage, they got away with it. So in the land of the law, in, in the land they did. Yeah. And I said, you know what? And then later on, as time went on, people was like, well, you know, I heard about such and such getting charged with this or whatever. I don't know who it was, but I would never say who it was. They wouldn't, They started putting two or two together. It was me. Because one thing I'm not, I ain't going to play with you. Yeah. You're going to go play with your TV, but don't play with me. I'm going to yeah. put, I, I, I filed the charges, did all that, but it just would be like people be mad or egregious because why are you always getting your mama's hair? Why is she always this? How did you move? How did you buy that? Is this your house? Um, 
or either people might tell my husband your house is better than our just stupid stuff I was like Jesus Father God you can have the same thing that I have I work for but God said that he will bless you when you honor thy mother and thy father that your days will be long right so people get stuck on the material but they don't know how many nights I will wake up and have to make sure my mother didn't throw up on herself in her last very last days and this is vivid had to put on gloves and have to do a uh have to pull feces out so that yeah. she don't choke. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Having to be in the hospital, making sure she's okay, or having a caregiver because of the city and town I live in, I mean, Arizona the way it is, and I kind of live far out. I had to deal with a caregiver that called me a nigga. Mm. Even mm. though I wanted to choke, I wanted to take her face off mm. so my mother could still be provided for so I could go back to work. The last trial, like a year or so after that, she apologized. She said, oh, I learned so much from you from your uh, culture, how we treated you. And then she will turn around and call me a winch. Mercy. Mm, mm, mm. And I was like, you know what? I said, Lord, don't worry. I said, I don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of my mother. I don't know how you're going to do it. Can't do it no more. I cannot have my mother being disrespected, me being disrespected, and all the different things. People say, you need to put your mother in a home. Hmm. Well, I bought a home for my mother. This is the home that she's going to be in and going to die in. Yeah. Well, how do you afford it? Why do you need to know? If I ain't asking you for no money, don't you worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Because God's math is math. Right. I travel back and forth from here. And it's like, well, didn't you just go home a couple of months ago to Kansas City? I did. I'm going again. I didn't ask you for no help. You know, just people just being mean or egregious. Or even I even saw the cost of the oil. One thing is. After you go through that season and they think people think that, why are you in that season? Because you're caring for somebody and your stuff that's restricted. They can talk to you and treat you on kind of way. Because, see, for me, what I realized for me is that my family already had three murders. I don't, They don't need to have another one or anything like Because I have to realize if something, if I put my hands on somebody, they put their hands on me, who's going to take care of my mother? So, no, I don't have any children, but I have to understand that we have to stop thinking like, oh, I want to. But what's going to happen to my child, which was my mother? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to take care of her? Because mm -hmm. my sister told me she wasn't going to do it. Other family members told me they weren't going to do it. And they thought that when I sold her house, the cost of the Lord, they thought I had to use her money. Honey, bunny, let me tell you something. When one thing Sharice is going to do, it's going to work. And Sharice don't need her mother's money. The money, the be the blessings of the Lord make you rich and add no sorrow. He said he will anoint your head with oil and your cup runneth over. Mm -hmm. So my mama's money, what it was, what that was a run over. Yeah. So if she, if Betty Jo said she wanted a new pair of tennis shoes, yes, I can. She just bought her some, and I'm gonna buy her again because I only, I don't know. She may go before me. I may go before her. But while she's in my hands, in my care, she gonna get whatever she needs. So it would yeah. just be things like that. Sometimes I was like, Lord, but maybe, maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I'm too outspoken, making you caught, feel some kind of way because you give her a bath, you get her hair done, or um. Uh, she, she, you took her to the concert. It just would be envious and jealous. And even would be guys that just be like trying to compete with me. And I'm like, you can't compete with what God gave me. Because if you was in my shoes, you'd probably be hollering. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. that she's out of that season, and I mean, I still grieving out of that season. And my brother's anniversary of his murder is in October. I get a little down, a little discouraged. But I also say, Lord, I thank you. Because I'm living a better life than I've ever lived. And I and uh, I got laid off from a job in June. And I ain't looked for no. <laughs> hey. hey all right 
I ain't looking for another one. Not, not to be bragging on me, but I'm bragging on the on the, uh, on God. So what I'm saying, the cost of the oil is the wisdom, know when to speak, when not to speak. Know how to believe and be wise when he tells you to move. Understand that but what he what he has you doing will not look like what man would have you doing. Yeah. And not knowing that you got validation from someone else. Knowing that I had spoken to myself that I wanted to move to Arizona and work for Chase, not knowing why I was speaking that, that, that the impact of that where my brother would be murdered, but I'm glad that I stayed in Kansas City so I can have that time later on to come here and, and resuscitate myself with the oxygen on so I can go back and get my mother. All so right. that I'm not robbing Peter to pay Paul nor Pam. And it's still good. Knowing the fact that uh, the cost of the oil is I'm going to write my story and I'm going to be a best-selling author with some other authors. Mm -hmm. Knowing that it's opening up all the doors and engaging so uh, other women who are looking at me who are scared and afraid or in abusive relationships, knowing that they can always bet on them to speak up and talk, speak up. And there's an army of women there, but you got to be with the right women. All right, not everybody Sharice. wants to. All right, I got yeah. to move on now. I got to move on, Sharice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> Whenever you are uh, interacting with anyone or making a post, sending a message, you use this one phrase, gorgeous. Why do you use that when you greet your sisters, gorgeous? You're a mute. <laughs> okay. Well, um, great question. I say it because I formerly had low self-esteem. I was always judging myself and comparing myself to other women. She has better this and she can do this very well. And it made me minimize myself and I saw myself as very small. Mm. So as I came to a point where I started just really loving myself and accepting myself, my flaws and all, then I could really see and appreciate and I feel like I need to measure myself against the other woman. She can be gorgeous and that's amazing, but I'm gonna be gorgeous on my own space. And I wanted to affirm women because I think we're just hard on ourselves. Yeah. We are constantly, you know, trying to, you know, have a waistline of this size or hair to this length or be a certain this or a certain that. And so we're just very um, hard on ourselves. And so it's just a way to say, sis, I see you. I celebrate you. And I'm rooting for you, too. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. Guinea pig. <laughs> All right. So, Chanel, I love it. Gorgeous. So you call everybody gorgeous to help them to feel good about themselves. Chi Chi. All right. All right. So we all have worn a mask at one time or another in our lives. I think we all have been guilty of this. What would you say to the person who was watching and they haven't taken the mask off yet? Just let them know that wearing that mask, you know, you think, I mean, the people you are trying to impress. Actually, most of them don't really care. Most of them actually want to see you fail. But what you can do, dust yourself, take off your mask, unveil yourself, and move forward. And keep your head high. Because, uh, I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but you can do it. And just remember that, honestly, you only have one life to live. Mm. And enjoy it as much as you can before you leave this earth. Hey, I love it. I love it. Chanel, 
Um, there is a term in your chapter called life be life in. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? Life be life in. <laughs> it just felt right. Uh, we were actually getting ready uh, to do, uh, Sh I met Sharice through another organization and we were getting ready to have a speaker's thing an empowerment uh, lunch. And I'm thinking as I'm writing my speech, I'm just trying to think of what can I say You know that life just throws you some curveballs. And I'm just like, life be life. And I'm, I said, I, it's not quite proper English, but it, you know, you get the point because life be life. And so <laughs> since I said it, it, I just went everywhere with it. And you know, a stranger thing is I'm hearing more people talk about life be life too. So I guess, you know, the Bible is true. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Life be life. And yes, Sharice, right off the back of your chapter, uh, you said, my question to you is, when you experience a life's growing pains, do you decide to allow that to be your story? Or do you pick up a pen and write your own story? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you pick up a pen? That is just what happened to you right then and there. That's not the stopping point. Don't let it be your period. Put a comma or put a dash to it. That's not the that's not the end. I mean, y'all have some things that are tra traumatic. Go lay down, take a bath, take, do some kumaya, turn some flips. You know, is when you're going through that, God will show you some things. Is be like, oh, because later on that stuff that happened, you were like, Doc, you could have told me this earlier. <laughs> Why did you just? You could have gave me a PS public service announcement. <laughs> Is that what that was for? Keep on going. That's okay. why I said I always bet on you. All right, all right, all right. Carolyn, <laughs> if it is not bringing you peace, you say, let it go. Can you think of a situation where it was hard for you to let it go? You just kept holding on. Yes. And it's uh, numerous times. I try to see the good in everybody. I mean, we all have some good points. I mean, there's something good in, in all of us. But when you're consistently, especially when you turn on me, then you just got to go. <laughs> and, you know, if I think, let's talk it out. What have I done? I'm unsure if I've done anything. No, and I haven't. Uh, and, you know, it, and then too, it may be perceived that I have. Let's straighten it out. But if you don't want to straighten it out, you, you know, you got to go. I mean, I'm not running behind you. But what? I mean, I got something to do. I don't care if it's go home and go to bed, but I don't have to deal with you anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let it go. All right. Chanel, in your chapter, you wrote, I gave myself permission to check out on life. Mm. Was this the point where you were, when your daughter was holding you, or was this another point? This was before then. I think, you know, when you are, my daughter had a, a two anoxic brain injuries um, before her 11th birthday. And when you are hovering over your child in ICU rooms and doctors are telling you to take her off life support. And I just believing that God was going to heal, even though everything was saying no, I just believed God was going to do it. And I just saw God fully restoring her. She was able to do so many amazing things that the doctors had said she would never be able to do. I just believed God was going to fully restore her. And I did not see her dying. So many times she was at the point of death. 
And so when she had actually died, I had prayed before that, like, Lord, when she goes, allow us to go at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I think it was shock and disbelief that she was gone. Mm -hmm. And it just took a lot to repivot and just to position myself to still be here. Yeah. Feeling like she was gone. So it was just a lot. So that's when I gave myself permission to just check out. Jesus. Well, I'm glad you are here today with us, my sister. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, ladies, what would your message of hope be to the person viewing this broadcast and they are going through what you have went through? What would your message of hope be, Sharice? My message of hope would be is to always look up, but also you can stand still and get some kind of guidance and direction, but don't move in haste. Well, I mean, because so, sometimes when you move in, you can move in haste, but only move in haste that you hear God's words, God's mm-hmm. voice, because he will make you move, make some quick decisions that don't make sense. But you don't have to, one thing you don't have to do is consult anyone about what God told you to do. Because when you get to, instead of the multitude of wisdom, but yeah. that multitude of wisdom could just be one. And that could be one with God. Mm-hmm. Seek him and all his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. It's going to mm-hmm. look a little strange. It's going to be lonely. You're going to feel, you're going to feel, let me tell you, I feel depressed. I feel odd. I don't feel like I'm light. And then God says, daughter, you were fearfully, wonderfully made. I made you. I knew you when I formed you in your mother's womb. I'm not made to fit in. And when you learn that you're not made to fit, fit, fit in, actually, I'm starting to kind of like this peaceful over here. <laughs> it's peaceful. <laughs> Carolyn, what was your message of hope be? Um, this may be your nighttime season, but daylight is coming. Mm-hmm. So just hold on. You just have to hold on. Um, when you're feeling just down and out, just Put one foot in front of the other and move forward. You just have mm-hmm. to. You cannot lay in it. And I know we do have to grieve. I'm not saying don't grieve. Just don't give up. Don't give up on you. Because mm-hmm. God has something better for you. He on, And I honestly believe that. I know it. I know it too. Janelle, your message of hope? Um, I would just say to the person who's going through, just get up. Um, that there is another side. You may be down. You may feel just uh, downtrodden. You may feel depressed. You may feel like checking out, but God has so many great things for you. Just trust um, in God, his perfect plan, and um, I'll see you on the other side. That's right. Amen. Amen. Chi Chi, your message of hope. My message of hope is just keep trusting God. He's (laughs) the one that created us. He knows what's best for us. And as long as you trust him, he's going to make all things better. It might not look the way that you think it's going to look, but in his time, he makes all things better. Amen. Amen. We all say about the same thing in different ways. It's trusting and believing. God is the source of everything. Amen. He'll fill you up that Yes. All right, ladies. So what is next for you and how can the people get in touch with you? Carolyn. 
any projects coming up next and how can the people get in touch with you? Yes, I have uh, some projects coming up. Um, I've, I've started a podcast um, and it's um, Gentry's Journey. Um, I'm so amp. Now I'm moving to Station Head and I may just go ahead and dust off my um, stream yard. Uh, <laughs> to get it done, uh, to get uh, whatever I need to get done. Uh, I'm enjoying the podcasting. Um, I have a, a book coming out, hopefully at the end of the year, first of next year. And it is, I'm, I've gone back to um, to fiction, but it's a different characters are in the book. Um, it's a book of short stories and they can get in touch with me at uh, cpwbookshelf.com. Um, CPW I'm on Facebook as Carolyn Coleman. I am on in, uh, LinkedIn as Carolyn Coleman as well. All right, Sharice, any projects what? coming up and how can the people get in touch with you? Well, I do believe I'm going to have some projects coming up because I did a very fantastic networking event. I'll be on some um, t uh, TV stations and some podcasts. However, uh, to get in uh, touch with me, you can get in touch with me on my website, whatshesaid.biz is the website, www.whatshesaid.biz. You can reach me on there if you want to email me uh, or even book me for any speaking of events or hosting. You can do that. Also, I have What She Said uh, Productions LinkedIn. I have uh, Chatting and Chilling with Lady Sharice on Facebook and on Instagram. I also have a Chatting and Chilling YouTube page as well. Also, anyone that any, need any assistance with real estate, I do have Exodus Property Solutions website, www.exopropsolutions website. And I have a Sharice King website for a um, LinkedIn page and an Exodus Property Solutions um, Facebook page. So that's our, reach me at char.exopropsolutions or Sharice at what she said biz email address. I'm always able to be found or just Google me. <laughs> yes. All right. Chi Chi, any projects coming up? And how can the people get in touch with you? All right. So I am hoping to start now to kind of you know start writing my my book that I've started before and stopped years ago. So now this has given me a lot of like, okay, you need to get back to it and start writing that. Um, second of all, I am also a board, one of the board members for a domestic violence survivor um, in an organization whereby we help, our goal is to try to help at least 40 women every year uh, to get into a permanent home after they leave the shelter. So we are doing that by, um, you know, doing fashion shows. So God has given us the vision to travel all over the world to go and do fashion shows. So we are, uh, our next stop is in New York, uh, Buffalo, New York in May. So we okay. are on that. <laughs> yes. So, but um, you can reach me at, on my website, uh, rejuvenateinhealth.com, rejuvenateinhealth.com. My Instagram, my um, Facebook, uh, TikTok is Chichi Health. Chichi Health. All right. And Chanel, any projects coming up and how can the people get in touch with you? 
Um, Ivy, again, I want to thank you so much for allowing us to grace this amazing space. We truly appreciate it. I'm excited to be with all the co-authors. Uh, yes, I have some books that are going to be coming out of the pipe. I'm definitely going to do some more anthologies. I loved it. I'm going to do it again. And people can connect with me by reaching me on Facebook and any social media, Chanel Coleman Wesley, or she uh, said yes to herself. Um, through all various forms of social media. And again, um, I thank you so very much for this opportunity. And thank you for collaborating with She Said Yes to Herself Unapologetically Anthology. That name is so catchy when you tell people. You are welcome. Yes. And to my audience, always remember, you can become a new you, but you must do the work. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Shall be a blessing springing forth and made light in you. Shall you not know it? Shall you not see all that you've been looking for? Have if only you'd believe, only just believe. A brand new season, a brand new day.